We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, some spitball, and the NBA Finals, and some Would You Rather, so stay tuned. Did this in my own life. Did this shit my whole life. Yeah. And we're back! Everyone's here. Nick is here via satellite. Nick is halfway here. Good morning. Yo, if he's not, not, not here, man. Oh, yeah, if he's not here either. If he's not here either, him and his collared shirts. If he doesn't have his sunglasses on, he probably does have them on right now, but he's not here, so I don't know for sure. Well, well, he needed to get his eyes checked, he said, so he probably doesn't have his sunglasses on. No wonder he was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Impy always has always has some kind of fashion statement when he walks in here. He changes it up every day. Every time. He runs with something. Man bun out of nowhere, and now he's got this new haircut going the, on. The flip know. over haircut. I, have, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. If I had hair still, I'd be doing crazy shit with my hair, too. But it's hard, because I had long, Greek, curly hair. And it was mad frizzy and shit. Never bro, you never had long hair. First of all, as long as yeah, I remember you. Come on. As long as I come remember Come on, bro. You. When I was on the Nationals, I used to have nah. the crazy flow coming out of the back of the hat. I don't even remember that. When I we played, my, when we played by the way, that when we played uh, Little League Baseball together. Yeah. You don't remember, bro? You guys were on the same team? Yeah, yeah, for one year. That's how we That's how we know each other. Oh, that's well, weird. Each other before, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I was like in my last year in the, in the senior league and Boston was just with, coming up I for the first time. his brother Johnny for a couple years after that. Yeah, because Tim would always just come down and hang you know, out. Johnny yeah. had the dirtiest looking mustache ever growing <laughs> up. No, yeah. There's, there's no hiding that. That shit was so trash. That shit was so greasy looking. <laughs> Johnny, I hope you're listening right now. Yo, by the way, shout out to your brother. He got 100,000 streams in one day yesterday. I know. That video's killing it. And, fucking insane. And the, the music video had... 34,000 at last check. That's wild, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's been grinding hard, so it's good for him, man. Um, 
Anyway, let's talk about the NBA. Before we get into like anything, I kind of just want to just throw this out here because this is a conversation I've been having with like my dad via email, like <laughs> uh, angrily. I wish I was CC'd on that. Yeah, you guys would have loved that. But do you think that like, I mean, we don't know how the rest of the series is going to go, but in the NBA and in, in the finals, do you think if LeBron keeps putting up performances like he's doing, like he deserves to be MVP even if, even if they lose? I know this is not a popular opinion, but fuck it. I don't care. LeBron James is clearly the MVP of the series. You just you just look at it. You, you go, okay, who is the best player on the court, right? Yeah. Most valuable. And and you know what? There was a time when I would agree. The most valuable player can't come from the losing team because how are you the most valuable when you're on the losing team? Well, if you look at these two teams, right, on one side you got four guys who could be the MVP where any one of them could drop off and they could still win. And you saw that, right? Uh, in game one, KD didn't have a good game. In game two, I believe Clay didn't have a great game. I know Draymond definitely didn't have a great game. Um, in game three, Curry went 0 for 9 for his first nine threes, right? So when one of these guys, whoever's going to win MVP, because it's going to be one of them, has an off game, there's enough around him to suffice. Yeah. If LeBron James takes a break for 45 seconds, it's a 5-0 run by the, by the Warriors. Probably more. He's literally carrying the entire squad <clears throat> on his back. And he's clearly the best player in the series. He has the best stats in the series. Uh, he, he, his team, by the way, has been putting up games. Uh, the first game was obviously close until the last second. The last game was close until Kevin Durant hit that dagger 35-footer. And then game two, the Cavs kept coming back, but the, the Warriors kept responding. Mm -hmm. So I just think that if I'm a voter here and I'm losing my logic and who is the most valuable player of this finals... Without all the nonsense, it's LeBron James. They're on the verge of getting swept. Yeah. So like, it they're makes, gonna get swept. It makes them a better loser. Like if you take, are you saying like if you take LeBron James off that team, right? They're obviously everyone knows what they are. And if you take one of those three or four off that team, they're still a great team. But like, if you add LeBron to the Cavs, they're still they're losing. I don't care how close it is. So it's like I don't know. I I, I personally don't care who gets MVP out of the three on the other side because they're all contributing like different days like you said some some have had like Steph had the off game last game KD had the off game game one but they all contribute to each other's success just being out there on the floor like it doesn't matter how bad they're shooting from the stance that having Steph and Clay on the perimeter opens up the floor immensely for KD like they just their presence creates so much spacing on the floor so I think it's still either anyone from Golden State. I, I can't give the MVP, no matter how good he is, and he is playing like one of the greatest of all time, um, should. I can't give it to him getting swept. I could maybe consider it if he's if they lose in six, hmm. or even if the series somehow went seven, like before the series started, if the series were to go seven games and they lost, I'd obviously know LeBron James was a contributing a huge factor for that going series going six or seven. But given it's probably going to go four, at most five, nah. How do you feel about Nick? There is no way that you can get behind what Tim said. Um, there's no way a guy could get swept or lose in five and win MVP. Uh, despite the numbers that he's putting up. Yesterday he had 33, 10, and 11. Yesterday being game three. Uh, I saw some people with blue checks on Twitter saying that he had a bad game. Uh, God help us if that's a bad game. Um, I think if it goes to seven, like Boss said, and they lose, like, 
say Curry or Clay hit a dagger three the way Kyrie did in 2016, then you could maybe award the MVP to a guy like LeBron who's playing at this level. But if you get swept, even if you're dropping 50, 15, and 10, you, you just can't, you can't do it. But let's let's put it this way though. Like you say, you can't get behind it. Like it's impossible for this to happen. But it has happened in the past. There is precedent for this in the NBA. Jerry West won the the Finals MVP in a year where he lost in the Finals. This is something that has happened before in the NBA. Now it was a long time ago, sure. But you see it in other sports. John Carlos Stan won MVP of the National League last year. The Marlins were in last place. So Tim. What? Jerry Jerry West averaged 38 points and had three triple doubles and the series went to seven games. All right, but so, LeBron's averaging 40 points and he has a triple double. Tim, it went to seven games though. That's what you're not hearing though. He's about to get swept or lose in five. If you go seven, I'm I'm with what Boss said, but if a guy gets swept or loses in five, you can't give him MVP. Also there's like MLB is showing the presence is different for winning MVP. Like Mike Trout's won MVP on those Dodgers teams. I mean Dodgers, <clears throat> Angels, Angels teams. I don't know. I feel. I kind of feel like the the, argue, the real argument is like, what is it, what does MVP mean now? Yeah, that's you know? always the argument. It's it like, really is it is. is it the best winner or is it just the best guy overall? Because clearly, I mean, we could all say that he's the best guy overall on the fucking court. Obviously, um, what makes what makes you valuable though? Because if you're talking about if you're really talking about the word value. In just the, the raw word value, then all four of those guys on Golden State have just mathematically less value than LeBron James because no, they're yeah. only worth. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, yeah. like you don't want to, you you can't. That can't be how you judge that because then LeBron would just win every single year. Yeah, you're basically. Just saying I don't have LeBron, a problem with that at all. You're he just saying won last year. LeBron's a victim of circumstances. Pretty much what your argument is. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna say who's the most valuable player, and you are honestly just going by, okay, who was the best player in the series? The answer is clear. But if you're gonna have some of these rules, like it can't come from a winner, that are not stated. None of these rules are in the rule book, and there has been people who have done it before. None of it's none of it is in the rule book, and everyone's saying, oh no, but you can't get give the MVP to a guy. If you're just looking at it by letter of the law, the best player in the series is LeBron James, and he's the MVP in my opinion. All right, well. Let's let's just move forward before we get stuck on that because we'll we'll come back to the NBA. I was going to say I was curious to see what you and your father had to say about that. The, uh, my dad is, <laughs> yeah, this guy. He's he's Team LeBron to be honest, but my dad he, he has the craziest sports logic in the world. Let <laughs> me get started. Um, but let's talk about the NHL now. We got the Capitals. They're they're playing the Knights in, in the Stanley Cup. They're up three one now. The last time we talked, it was one one. Yeah, it was one one. Now it's three one. Caps. Looking like they're gonna pull this one out if they if they win Yo, game five. It's, it's yeah, a wrap. Last game was rough. The Vegas uh, Cinderella story will be over. Just because like the game could have gone a totally different direction if James Neal cruising down the slot gets that pass on his tape and doesn't hit the post. Yeah, like net gaping wide, rings one off the post, and then the rest is history. The Caps put three in that first period. I think Oshie scored one. Kuznetsov had one. And Smith, Devontae smith Pelly had one. Who also had one in game game three. That was the dagger. So, I don't know. It's, it'll be tough. I mean, Washington is just rolling right now. And Flurry is kind of... I mean, they've had a ton of puck luck, too. Like I just said, like a couple of those goals, the smith Pelly goal, 
at the end of the first was a ton of puck luck. It was a block shot that fell right to his stick right at the end of the first period. And then Neil hitting the post and out instead of posting in. And then Flurry just really, you know, going away from him. He was the favorite for the Conn Smythe heading into this this finals. Might be uh, Ovechkin's trophy to lose now. But, um, yeah, I think I think if Vegas can win the next game, it'll get interesting if it goes to 3-2. So I I really think the the Caps will put it at put an answer especially right if it here. goes seven because I think this game seven would be in Vegas it will be in Vegas and everyone has a short memory it's not like Ovechkin led teams haven't lost from three one ahead before yeah they yeah. they have the and they've done it a lot yeah the Rangers beat them down three one so this this is not Slit. this is not unprecedented and this would this would definitely be just the icing on that cake of the Caps can't finish narrative that was. Before the season, uh, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, it's yeah. hard to say three one in the finals. Like you, I, you, I feel, at least for me, I always went into every city feeling like, yo, this team eventually is gonna figure it out. Like they're too talented, and then they they add more pieces. Yeah, you're like even, yo, how? Like I don't even know what three one in the finals is now, considering like the Warriors, the Cubs <laughs> coming back on the Indians. Yeah. Like three one yeah. is the new. Two and two. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> three one the other way. Yeah, it's never a given. You know what it is? I heard a I heard a quote, and that quote always resonates with me. It's like there's nothing more dangerous than someone who has nothing to lose. And I think when you're down three one, it's not like when you're down three zero. I think when you're down three zero, that's you're deflated. But when you're down three one, it's kind of like all right, I'm playing with house money now. Like we gotta just we gotta take all these games one game at a time, or else. Solid wordplay with Vegas and house money. Ooh, okay. I didn't even mean that, but I'm taking I'll take house it. money, baby. I also think the three two game is like the game six. Is a big one for the team that's down because you're like, yo, all we have to do is tie it, and then we just. It's like, also a big one for the. I would say it's bigger for the team that's winning. That like, yo, let's go into game seven if we don't close them out here, and anything, and you know, like Tim said, not house money, but anything goes in game seven. Yeah, like there's no advantage anymore. It's just one game, all the marbles. So uh, let me like, do you think the Knights have what it takes to send us into seven, or do you think they're kind of deflated? I mean, they've had it going on all, all season long, all playoffs long. With in terms of keeping the puck out of their own net, I just think they need to get back to their game, um, finish when they can, and yeah, just just play that defensive tight style hockey, which they were playing early on in the playoffs, and then it got to the finals, and it's just like wide open regular season game. Like I said last podcast we were on, everything just seems to be wide open. There's so much space out there and creativity going on, whereas usually it's dump and chase and it's ugly and it's get down there and win the puck behind the net, dig pucks out, but. Nah, it's much more open ice this series. Mm. Like not traditional <clears throat> playoff hockey, I would say. The uh, the Vegas Knights, I think, are in a, a good spot, as crazy as it sounds, because all they got to do is win game five, and they've been one of the best teams at home in the NHL all year. So you know that crowd's going to be up for it. And at that point, I feel like you put the pressure back on the Caps there because of what Tim has said all these years about losing culture. You go back to Washington up 3-2, but then, you know, you start holding the stick a little tighter and you start being a little more conservative in your play because you're worried about all these demons coming back. So I think if you're the Knights, obviously you're all in. Sounds stupid to say because, you know, lose and the series is over. But if they just handle their business at home, it'll be a fun game six back in Washington. Definitely. Uh, also, just to... To your point, Tim, uh, Washington has lost five series when down 3-1. Oh, when leading 3-1, I'm sorry. And that's the most in, in the NHL. I feel like I come here every year and we just talk about how they blew another series after being up 3-1. Now, not to say that they're going to blow it this year, 
But I do have also a theory on the losing culture of Washington. I think the losing culture of Washington rears its ugly head no matter what. Because guess what happened? Before it, I, when game three was starting, guess who was in the – not know if he was in the stands, but he was wearing a Knights jersey. Oh, and that's nice. douchebag of the year. And uh, a hater. Who? Bryce Harper. He's from oh, Vegas. Shitbag extraordinaire <clears throat> Bryce Harper He's from a- Vegas. From yeah. Vegas. He put that curse. He got that Washington curse all over that jersey. Oh my god! So either way, the no. Washington curse <laughs> stays strong. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! That was great though. He like posted on Instagram. He's like, "I'll rock the red any day at Nationals Park, but I gotta rock my my Vegas colors tonight." That's anyway, he went to the game. It's pretty dope. That's fire. That's fire, yo! You gotta have some. Set I do of think balls it's their year you. though. You I do have that, to have a set of balls on you. To go- Although there is a losing culture in, in Washington, we're talking about one of the greats in Ovechkin, and like you said. Sometimes greatness takes over. I think that, like, yo, one more game and you get your Stanley Cup. Like, we're all yo, watching you do this. lives and dies on the bench with every play, too. They always cut to him for his reactions. Like, on the James Neal goal, he just looked up to the sky and then facepalmed when he missed the open yeah. net. Like, yo, thank God. Yeah. Like, his react. he's like a little kid. No matter how old he gets, even every goal he celebrates, which has, like, caused, you know, a little reaction in the media and, like, with players that he goes too crazy for just, like, a regular goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but he like plays the game still like a kid. I I respect that. He got killer face this season, this this postseason too. All postseason, he's got that extra little edge. Like you look, you don't want to look him in the eye, really. <laughs> you don't want to see him on top of that face off that no, loading no. up for a one time either. Uh All right, cool. Let's play uh, some spitball here. <laughs> Uh, starting with the successor, Kyler Murray, drafted number nine overall by the Oakland A's in the first round of the MLB entry draft, will play. His next season at Oklahoma, at quarterback, su- succeeding Baker Mayfield, even though he already signed with the A's for guaranteed $5 million, which I need to look into that more because that's such hypocrisy, how you can earn money from a professional sport, but you can't, like, and you can play in the NCAA at the same time. Meanwhile, you can hardly work a job for the NCAA. That's I mean, I don't even want to get them started. I like don't get out, me started. Don't get him started. I, I already got some social justice in my spitballs. It's, <laughs> you don't want to get me started anymore. One for the little guys. Here it is. So, Bronx United, congratulations. You are the softball champions for the C division in New York City for the PSAL, the Public School Athletic League. Now, why is that a big deal? Number one, for those of you guys who have been following this show since the very, very beginning, I chronicled my uh, starting a softball team at our school that never had a sport before and the challenges of that and the girls didn't really know how to play. We went 0-14 and we got crushed every single game, but it was a great time because they were part of something organized. Um, two, only two short years later, uh, shout out to Sean Sweetland. He's the coach now after I moved on to baseball. He is, he won it. He's a, he's an excellent coach. He really has those girls doing well. And why this is important is because in New York city, there's a lot of schools inequality in general. So New York city is a pillar for, you know, inclusion and things like that. But we actually have the most segregated schools in the country. And one of the things that goes on is that minority schools have much less sports. Um, 8% of minority schools don't have any sports at all. 20% more minority schools have six teams or less. 30% more white schools have at least 30 teams. 20% more white schools have at least 10 teams. Uh, These are really disparaging numbers. And the reason why that happens is because when New York City goes into a school and they label a school failing, what happens is they break it up into small schools. So now instead of one school of 1,000, you have four schools of 250. And now that you have four schools of 250, one of the things that the first thing that goes is the sports program. So David Rosen, the AP at the Bronx Academy of Letters, has had enough of this, and he's act- there's actually going to be 
some movement in this, and he combined three or I think four schools now, and this and these four schools, these small schools, play as one. Uh, Bronx United, and they are softball champions, our first ever program. So congratulations, one for the little guy. And hopefully, uh, if you want to know more, go to nycletthemplay.com, nycletthemplay.com uh, for more information. And, yeah, congratulations to Sean Sweetland and the girls of BAL, of Bronx United. It's lit. Uh, this would have been illegal. Uh, I want to just real quick piggybacking off uh, Tim. PS, PSAL Baseball Championship at Yankee Stadium on Monday is going to feature uh, the Alvarez Twins. If you guys remember the twin turn, he's an assistant coach there. And also my former baseball coach, Rocco Rotundi, one of the GOATs. Uh, it's been a long time coming for him. One of the best coaches in the city finally getting recognition. I'll be in there. I think Boss will be in there. Turned up. Shout out to them. Uh, this would have been illegal. Delaware, in their first day of allowing sports betting, made $322,000. Love it. Yo, stop. I'm excited, son. That's fire. I, can, I can't I, stop smiling now. Nick, I could hear your boner through the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's coming in here, too. That should be a, that should be a night course. Yeah. Uh, 225. Uh, 225 this weekend, headlined by Yoel Ailadju. Romero (laughs) (laughs) against Robert Whitaker, the rematch. Um, Should be a good one. CM Punk's on the card. RDA versus Colby for the welterweight interim title while uh, Tyron Woodley's, you know, waiting for the winner. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good fights on this card. This card is loaded. Sergio Pettis and Benavidez, I tweeted out, is on the fight pass prelims, which is kind of ridiculous because that's like a number one contender for DJ who's Mm going to fight Cejudo next. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good fights scheduled for the summer. So, Looking forward to a lot of UFC talk. Uh, Inflategate. Julian Edelman has been caught with PEDs. Now, the PED that he has been caught with is not yet known. It's probably going to be known by the time you hear this. Uh, And uh, the suspension is not yet official, but Adam Schefter and Field Yates are reporting it, so I trust those guys. So it looks like Julian Edelman is going to be missing the first four games of the year. Two division games. And uh, I believe one against the Panthers. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'll look that up. All right. Uh, soccer takes center stage. We are officially one week from the greatest sporting event in the world. Um, don't at me. The World <laughs> Cup is next week, and uh, I'm very excited. Soccer is going to take center stage for the next month. Uh, the last World Cup final between Argentina and Germany. They estimated 3.1 billion with a B watched. So it's the biggest sporting event in the world. VMFC on Monday is going to preview the entire World Cup. Stay tuned, stay ready, and stay horny. Ooh. Stay, what was that? Stay ready and stay horny? Stay tuned, stay ready, and stay... That's great. Uh, all right, cool. <clears throat> now let's move over to the, the NBA Finals here. Uh, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, Golden State is up 3-0. 3-0, I just said. Mad Canadian. We're not Th- talking hockey. 3-0. 3-0, man. <laughs> they're up 3-0. Fucking, they're just beating the shit out of the Cavs at this point. I mean, there's some moments, some glimmer of hope sometimes in the Cavs, but ultimately, I don't, I don't really see this. I mean, I said I, I, I can't really see them winning a game in this series, and I th- don't think they will. But if there's a game to win... It would be this one. And I think if they lose, conspiracy, it's on purpose. 
Do you know, if they just it, lost the games, it would be a it would be something different. They didn't just lose the games; it was three really like gut wrenching losses. So the first game obviously is the JR game, and then the second high game, low game, I will say why because he should have called time out. Yo, I agree. You could have said like, yo, you could have said that with everyone on the court. Yeah, though, but JR. Nah, but yo, this. listen, uh, you're yo, you're a player. It's the finals. It's the first game. There's three seconds left. Like I get it. Yo, you're the coach, dude. You should know. Call timeout. This is your fault. JR made one of the biggest plays of the game. If Golden State gets that rebound, they're taking a timeout and setting a half court set. For sure. Like with four seconds left too, so they get oh, to yeah. set up off ball screen, whatever they want to do. Whereas JR gets the ball, you get a timeout. You get to do that on your for your on your behalf. And George Hill missed the last shot of the game. That too. Look, all that's that right. shit happened. So that's deflating. That's fuck. Yeah, right. Bunch of idiots. Over then there. in game two, they cut it to like seven, like five different times. And every time they cut it and they looked like momentum was in their favor, Steph Curry would come down and hit a big three. Another deflating. And then this game, game three, my God, at home, where the Cavs looked like they're in the driver's seat all the way through. And then Kevin Durant literally just can't miss a shot. Insane. He, he played out of his fucking mind. Every single time he let the ball go, you know it was going in. And the Cavs just can never recover, and they just don't have enough firepower around. Uh, Rodney Hood actually played really well, which is another way to question Ty Lue. Like, why hasn't this guy been playing the whole series? When you're that desperate for scorers, and he has the ability to score that he has, that he's shown in the past with Utah, and, and you know, with the Cavs for a couple games and then to the bench. But, you know, it's... For the Cavs, you now have, you now have to start thinking about what's next What's life going to be like without LeBron? You thought you had this Nets pick that was guaranteed to be number one. It ends up being number eight. So the future all of a sudden for the Cavs, you go from NBA Finals to really questionable in less than a week. I, I'll never understand how... I've been following Kevin Durant since I was in high school when he appeared on those uh, slam magazines you used to get, like your high school coaches used to get and leave in the, in the office for you. And I remember the title was The Next Larry Bird. And I've been following him ever since, and I can't tell you how many times I've hit. I've seen him hit that exact jump shot he hit yesterday. That's his sweet spot on the on the floor. You know how Joey's boss. You would know this more than Tim since we grew up playing basketball. But that you know when Joey spots up in that one spot at forty eighth, he's gonna bank it off the dead spot, and you just know, like you know, he's pulling. How many times does KD have to do that? Just dribble up the court, dagger. And look, I think that's one of the best performances he's ever had in his career in the playoffs. So yeah, but yo, Nick, just too much firepower. Nick, just as there's no defending Joey's spot, there's no defending KD spot when he spots up from that deep. Like you're really gonna push up on him and contest from. He shot that from like ten feet beyond the three point line. That was such a big shot. Too. That. that was that was insane. Insane. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> what about Curry having fucking? One point or whatever the fuck he had. Nine? Eleven? I mean, when when Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 from his first threes and you don't win a game, that's rough, dude. That's really, like, you got to win that game. And, yo, you can't, and a lot of these guys in the Warriors, like, are getting bailed out. Let's not pretend, like, everyone, everyone I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, which I love, and Jalen Rose was on it, and it was great. But he was saying how Kevin Durant feels like people are like, what else do I have to do? I just I just killed LeBron in the finals. It's like, nah, you didn't kill LeBron. You're not getting the double team looks because you have four other all-stars on the court. And when you are getting double team looks, you yo, guys like JaVale McGee and Jordan Bell are killing it 
for the Warriors. They're doing exactly what the Cavs role players can't do. It's because they're wide fucking open. Because you have to send double teams to everyone. So there's going to be a scrub open, and they just have wide open dunks. And it, uh, it's just... It's just outclassed. They're just outclassed. It's just like frustrating to even watch. I can't even imagine being on the Cavs and like having to deal with that. It's trash. After they lost game one, it was a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most deflating loss I've seen in recent history. I mean, you yeah, can say... When you, when you lose the way you do over there in that situation, it's a wrap, man. And, you know, it's unfortunate for LeBron. Uh, the guy did what he could. Um, but also, you know what? GM LeBron is at fault, too, because... All the, you have to figure out how to play with Kyrie, man. Like, Kyrie was needed in this series. He's the only other guy out there that you could bank on getting 30. And despite what your differences are, you need to put him aside at least for one more year because your contract is up. And you got shit in return. Once again, anytime a superstar gets traded, the team that loses the superstar never gets fair value. Add that to the list. Add that to the Kevin Garnett list. Add that to the the, the 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 only time it's worked was when the Celtics traded off all those aging veterans. Add that to the Houston Rockets giving up James Harden, and there's never equal return. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. It's just crazy to see. You know, I put up a I put up a poll on my inst- on my uh, what do you call it? Twitter. Do you think that the Cavs would have been better off right now? With Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, um, Channing Fry, and who's the who's the who's the third? Jay fourth Crowder. Piece? No, no, that they traded him in the offseason with Kyrie. Who's the fourth piece they traded? No, they got. No, him. They, oh, no. they got Shumpert. him. Shumpert. Right, and they I, got Jay Crowder in that trade. Yeah, for Kyrie. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. And, and and so, or are you running with these guys? What are you better off? How are you better off? I mean, at least considering the fact that Clarkson, Hood, and Nance haven't given you shit, by default, you kind of got to take the original roster, no? You also got to figure at least, like, Dwayne Wade can at least have one game where he does well. Maybe not 30, but definitely, like, 25 or some shit. And say what you want about Isaiah Thomas, the dude creates. He's a creator. He creates his own shot. And there's no one on that team right now that can create their own shot except LeBron James. And LeBron James is not really a creator. He's more of a... Facilitator? Like, facilitator, that's the word. Good bars. He's a facilitator, right? He makes offenses run, but not by going under his legs and doing 360s. Like He's doing that because he has to in this series, and he's doing it better than everyone. But he's not. that's not really who he is. So it's, it's just... Uh, the Cavs, since... I remember being on the train going from Madrid to Malaga in Spain. When I was listening to Ben, Sim- I mean Bill Simmons, and he said this trade is is done, and I remember being on the train in Spain, looking to bug out with anyone next to me, and no one knew what the fuck was going on because obviously I'm in Spain, and I remember that day I was like, "This is it, LeBron's gone, the Cavs are done for the next 20 years, right now at this moment." I mean, yeah, I think now more than ever we know that he's gone. There's no way he stays. You can see visually how fucking frustrating it is playing there. Unless they could swing some kind of deal for Kawhi. I don't know. At this point, I'm like, yo, I could go play on the Rockets. I can go fucking to Philly. I can get, like, a bunch of... Like, you give me one fucking piece. You also give me this piece that fucking... Who knows what's going on in San Antonio with him. Yo, him and KD are free agents, too. If they somehow, some way, I wouldn't put it past them this 
NBA era for them to team up somewhere. I think it's so frustrating to lose this year. There's no way he doesn't win the finals next year. Like he's just gonna go to a team and win next year, 100. percent So, so as of an hour ago, according to BetOnline.ag, the Rockets are now plus 140 to be LeBron's next team next season. Uh, tied in second place are the Cavs, Lakers, and the 76ers at plus 350. Also, about an hour and a half ago, Rachel Nichols said that Kevin Durant confirmed to her that he will re-sign with the Golden State Warriors this summer. All right, yeah, I think that was I think that was expected. Here, let me ask you a question though. What? Let, I think the that the, that's the assumption. If, if Houston keeps Chris Paul, do you know who else is a free agent? Chris Paul. What if What if Chris Paul and LeBron? Chris Paul also said he's asking for the max already too. So that's all right. So, but the Lakers have room for two max contracts. And what if Chris Paul and LeBron? Decide they want to go to L.A. And then uh, they trade all of their young pieces to San Antonio for Kawhi. And then you got Chris Paul, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard on the Lakers. Now you're talking about a team that's going to be a fucking... That's going to, that's going to be a championship squad. I mean, that sounds lit. That sounds interesting. That's got to be yeah, like a year-to-year that's thing. That's not though. a... Tim, I'm impressed. I like that. Tell me, <laughs> well, tell me a little yeah. semi... <laughs> Julius Randle's a free agent, too. Yeah. So so they'll be trading, I guess, Ingram Ball. Ingram and Ball. And then whoever else. Cause if you're cause if you're the Spurs, what other packages around the league are you getting for Kawhi is gonna that's gonna be better than the, the prospects yeah, of hefty Ingram package and I think you, you wanna you wanna play with Chris Paul like he wants to play with Chris Paul next year. I think they try as hard as they can to put that little Whatever the fuck is it called? Banana boat or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and then as the dominoes fall, Wine then, boys. then Paul George is going to need somewhere to go. Paul George signs with the fucking Rockets. And yeah. now we got the Rockets still being a super team with that with that situation going on because now Harden is just a ball handler and you got a scorer. You still got a defender in there. Then you got the Lakers and the Warriors and you got Celtics. the Sixers and Celtics in the East. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about an NBA that has parody again. Let's, fucking, let's make this happen. Super team era. It'll be like baseball with the th- Top heavy teams. Well, I think basketball has always been a top heavy type of sport. Yeah, ever since the beginning, and that's that's, that's okay. Because it's Fucking more of an Lakers individual player type game. Like. Right, right. That's okay. As long as as long as one team is definitely not going to win the championship. As long as there's at least two teams that have a shot, it's okay. Maybe three, because this year it was two teams that had a shot, but they're both in the West, so it's kind of whack. I mean, that's because of injury. That's the only reason why that was the case. The Celtics were definitely a contender, but they're two guys that they spent fifty five million dollars on. This season, they didn't play. And, you know, Jason Tatum's second year, Jalen Brown third year next year, they'll be in a good place next year. Yeah. The Celtics are in a good spot. And they got the best coach in the league. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's play a little game to end this show. All right. Games? We're going to play some NBA Would You Rather. I have some scenarios here. Mm. Spice it up. Spice it up. Spice it. I'm excited. Spice it. I'm excited to hear this. Did you hear me? Spice it. Um... <clears throat> First one is, would you rather have the 2001 76ers roster minus Iverson or this year's Cavs team minus LeBron? Ooh, that's a tough one. Both are like just tremendous teams. Let's, 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 let's go tail of the tape. Point guard, Aaron Snow. No, Eric, 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 Snow. Snow. Eric Snow. I'm thinking about Aaron McKee, which we'll get to in a second. Eric Snow versus uh, George Hill. Man, I, don't, I don't even know. That's a hard one. <laughs> George Hill is the only player helping LeBron this series. It's true, but he's had his moments, like the missed free throw. I mean, yo, in that situation, how are you going to knock a guy like the? You're just trying to tie the game at that point. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, if you hit one out of two, it's a success. 
I guess eighty percent. Like given the pressure sure. situation. So who are you taking? Who are you taking in that in in the the head to head point guard matchup? Everyone's got to take at least one person. No push, just. I'll take George Hill. I don't know. I'm gonna go with George Hill as well. I'll take George Hill. Nick. Yeah, I'll probably take George Hill as well. All right, two guard. Mm-hmm. Jr. versus Aaron McKee. I mean, Aaron McKee was nice back then. He he was like a, he was he was a three point specialist, three and D before three and D was in vogue. He was that guy. And you know what's crazy? Three point specialist, and he didn't even take double digit three pointers in that series. Go figure how the NBA has changed. Yeah, and the and knows the what the score was the whole time. <laughs> The whole time. I'm going Aaron McKee. It's, it's hard for me to pick JR at this very moment just because what you've seen. I'm just looking at McKee's numbers, too. That was like a career year. Yeah, every, average 12 points, a career best. Fuck it. McKee was good. So I, I he mean, was good. He was good. He wasn't that good. I think JR has had a better career than Aaron McKee by yeah, far. Yeah, but we're talking about JR like this year yeah. or 2001. Right McKee. now, right now. Like yeah. right in, in the finals. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, yeah. All right, so I take Jr. Take Jr. I I take McKee because of less of a headache. Yeah, I'm taking McKee. Less memes though, so you gotta factor that in a little bit. The meme power is definitely not the same. Now the three, the three we're gonna wash Iverson and and LeBron. Even though McKee was technically the three at that point, right? (laughs) So then you got Tyrone Hill versus Kevin Love. Tyrone Hill played his role. Defensive specialist, enforcer, but I'm going to go Kevin Love. Oh, my God. Thank God you said that because I was about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, the, I think Tyler had, had good years. He was an NBA yeah, solid but NBA come on. veteran. Enough, enough. Ke- Yo, Kevin Love is not whack. No, Kevin Love not. is a really, really good player. It's just that he occupies the same spots that LeBron James does, and it's the same shit that happened to Chris Bosh. I would take the Cavs roster just because of Kevin Love over the 76ers. Yo, not for nothing, though. Tyron Hill hit the glass way more than <laughs> Kevin Love would. I would compare more to Tristan Thompson than I would Kevin Love. And he was a good player in the NBA for a long time. Nah, Kevin Love gets He's, it. And then, season's bet. and then this one's easy. Dikembe versus Tristan. Go ahead. Come on, boss. Debate. We want it. Boss, we want it. I don't know, yo. Boss, we want it. We want to hear his name. We want to hear his name. I'll go to Kembe. The Kembe Matumbo, Matumbo, Matumbo. The Kembe what? The Kembe Matumbo, 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 Jean Jacqua Matumbo. No, all day, every day. So fire. So, I mean, for my process of elimination, it's kind of a tie. Yo, my parents are trash for giving me, like, one name. That's so whack. I have four names. I don't even want to hear them, dude. Ephthemios Spiro Christos Petropoulos. Jesus, that sounds like something you order at a fucking... <laughs> it I sounds like something I see at the restaurant. I was like, I'll take that. Yeah, that's what I want. it's like you get a gyro. What do you want? It? Let me get a Ephemios, uh Spitty, Spitty. Well, Theo Ratliff was on that roster too. That was my guy back then. Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger. Matt Raja Geiger was Bell was on that. So Yo, Raja Bell's my guy from Phoenix. Bro, how was Raja Bell on that team? Raja Bell was nasty. Tony Kuko. Talk about on a that three team. point specialist. Raja Nas Muhammad. Nas Muhammad had good years with the Knicks. Jeez. He did. All right. So I think, so I don't really know if we had, if we answered that. Present day Cavs. I think I got to go. I think I got to go Sixers. Present day Cavs would wash those Sixers. But I think just because, I think just because LeBron is such an advantage over Allen Iverson. Or not even that. Like Kevin Love could step out and shoot it. So can McKee. 
Stop. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's like saying Jarrah Smith can still go out and get out and shoot it. To Kenby Mutombo, man. All right, well, no one's going inside. It's a different game nowadays. No. Don't next question. Wags. Would you rather be Drake or J.R. Smith right now? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'd rather be Jr. Man, I can't put the blame on 100 for what happened. Put a uh, push, kind of. You could put the blame. Finish Drake. On Drake hasn't has been advised not to respond. I don't know. Has been advised. Kind of like Jr. was advised to like call a timeout probably before that huddle <laughs> broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know. I don't know who's got it worse right now. You know what it is? It's like I agree with you that Jr. shouldn't like take all the blame for that game, and the internet just like runs with shit, obviously, and he's very memeable. Uh. I don't know. I'd rather be Drake. Yeah. I think this is a layup. Because you're still, you're still the number one star in your profession. Yeah, that's With, true. Like it, yeah. it, it don't also, even matter. more money than him but and a better life than him. But you got sunned. Like, about like right now, I'd rather be JR. I don't know. I yeah, thought, you I'd got sunned think... because you're the, you're the number one star. It happens. Everybody gets sunned. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, just the... That's just how it is. So I still rather be Drake, without a doubt. Yo, not for nothing. And I know I don't have a popular opinion on this. And I put it on Twitter, and I got a lot of feedback on it. I don't think Drake got killed as bad as a lot of people do by Pusha uh, T. I'm not even gonna get because into Pusha T's diss was just some TMZ. I'm gonna reveal and snitch on Drake that he has a kid, even though half the rap industry has kids out of wedlock. What's I don't understand why that's a big deal <laughs> because Pusha Tree. <laughs> Pusha T just said it about Drake. Yeah, Why hard. could Rick Ross say, I got baby mamas on a track, and if you say that about Drake, it's a diss. I don't even understand that. It doesn't make any sense. Yo, you got exposed. Bro. No comments, son. I heard you Yo, he and Joey his, go his, for listen, an hour on this he, off he mic. He pulled his pants down, and he spanked him a little bit, and that's okay. I don't think he did. And I understand that it stings, and you could feel that sting, and I understand that, but just to let you know. Um, moving on. Drake. Would you rather have the 98 Bulls roster or the Warriors roster? be so much better to debate with like an old timer yeah someone like 45 plus years old i'm gonna say the 98 bulls because i don't want anything to do with the warriors (laughs) i don't want i don't i don't want to be part of that front-running nonsense like i'm not i'm not about they drafted that whole team though and then added one free agent yeah that's all right that's what like the bulls pippen rodman kukoc bulls added rodman jordan yeah the different story now what Okay. It's a different story. It is. Okay, yeah, it's a different story. It is. I don't know. I think that I think I think the Warriors beat the shit out of them. Honestly, shoot the Yo, shoot the lights out. KD. Is Yo, the, you can have Pippen and fucking Rodman down there, but like, who are they guarding? KD is the most unstoppable player in the NBA right now. But Steve Kerr was the point guard on that team, so he knows the offense. Eh? <laughs> Yo, they shoot the lights out. They 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 beat the shit out of him. I think. I think they kill the ninety eight Bulls. I really do. Like, Jordan can score, whatever. So can LeBron, because he's better than Jordan. We're going to do it. I'm, hot take, hot take. I'm, I'm on the... I'm saying it now. And they just shoot... They'll shoot the lights out. Yo, it's a different game. It's like, how are you going to guard that? Seven-game series. Like, I don't care that you're like, yo, in the paint, what is what is Draymond and KD so going to do down there? They're not going to fucking miss. Yo, They're just going to shoot it from three, and you're going to lose. If we go back to Kevin Mbappé, does he have the finger wag in today's game? Sure he does. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. He's gigantic. He probably gets his box. So look, there's seven game series. Bulls have home court advantage because they had the better record. Dude, they shoot the lights out. What's the what's this what's the series? I don't know. Maybe the Bulls grab two because Jordan's fucking unbelievable. But like they shoot the lights out. This Warriors team had a better record than them. 
broke their all time record. Now this be, that's before KD though. Exactly. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that's before KD. Yo, that team's unguardable, dude. It makes them even they're, better. They're, that team's unguardable. It's unguardable. What about the loss of Leandro Barbosa? Jeez, what would they do? <laughs> oh, that's my guy too, Phoenix. Damn, I think I really something. think that this is the greatest. This is the greatest four year stretch of uh, like this is the most dominant four year stretch the team has had. I know it sounds crazy because they've only had well, this will be their third championship. But I mean, dude, the the firepower is crazy. The the only games they've lost in the playoffs outside of the Houston series have been games that they just let up and they wanted to close out at home. Yeah. Do you think they let the Cavs get one? Probably. I mean, they did last year, right? It was the same exact scenario last year. They didn't want to get swept. LeBron won game four. And then they went into Golden State and they got pummeled. LeBron looks like a broken man though right now. He really does. He's he's talking in interviews. He's talking crazy in interviews. Yeah, I can't. You can't blame him for be for being broken though. I can't. You can't. I think he's just talking real now. He's like face because reality. You know what the thing is too. You you're not necessarily like that game one loss was was not even because we're not good enough. It's because we're fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And I can't lose like that. Especially that game one was so important because no one had them winning a game. Like, no one th- thought they would be in that game at all. And you have a chance to win, and we lose like that. Yo, we could have swung the entire momentum of this whole thing, put the pressure on them. That could have changed everything. And, like, it, it's it's like, yo, what the fuck do I have to do here? It's insane. Can you imagine being JR, man? That sucks. Why? Why is it JR? Because he's He made he's a crucial it. play and, like, Dude, had he, a mental lapse. But there's 15 other guys that could have picked up that mental lapse. Very true. Like, you have to think these other guys also had a mental lapse watching him run for his life to the perimeter and look for a pass. Very true, but let's also put it this way. If you're Ty Lue, and let's not forget, he was on the far side, right? He he was... So what? He knows the situation. No, no, I, I hear you. But you when you saw that replay, it's a JR rebound, a JR turning around like he's going to hit LeBron, and LeBron is wide open at the top of the key for three. Like, by the time it's even realized... That Jr. is running the ball out like an idiot. There's a second left. There's probably like two or three seconds. Two seconds left. I don't know, man. There was a point he was he was LeBron was wide open all the way from when Jr. ran from the paint to the three point line. Nah, if you watch Steph Curry and KD clearly like realized he's going to look for LeBron. Yeah, but break off him. They did. They realized it, but Jr. was already at the three point line by the time they even started breaking towards LeBron. I don't think so. I think it would have been worse if you even tried to make that pass. It's a a shot, at least, and attempted the buzzer for the Golden State Warriors. What about a turnaround jumper? For who? JR? For JR. He had he had KD turned around. What you talking about? Off the rebound? Off the rebound, yeah. He had nah, KD. He said it himself. Yo, KD would have swatted my shit. I mean, he said that after because he was embarrassed, but. Nah, I think KD would have swatted his shit. I don't know. All right, anyway. KD was aware of what was going on the whole time. The last question that I have here to wrap the show up. If you're LeBron, would you rather sign with the Rockets or the Sixers? Nick, I'll let you take this one. Um, I think you'd rather sign with the Houston Rockets because you don't occupy the same space on the floor with Ben Simmons and even Embiid to an extent. Also, nowadays in the NBA, it's become an arms race. Who could get the most superstars? And I think LeBron is at a point of his career where Look, he's, they're projecting him. Forbes put out a great article 
about him being the first billion dollar athlete. He's close to it with his shoe deal and all his endorsements and obviously his contracts. I think that he does something different, doesn't take a max deal, lets Chris Paul get his money because Chris Paul has been very outspoken about that. And I think that they meet up in Houston. He finally gets to play with a competent coach. Dude, that's another thing. LeBron has never really had a great coach. When Spolstra took over from Miami, Pat Riley was still pulling the strings, and it wasn't until... LeBron and Chris, not Chris Bosh, but when LeBron left, that's when you really started to respect Spolster's shit. Like, oh, yo, he's actually one of the best coaches in the league. So I think you make it an arms race. And what difference is it, right? He, he has to go through Golden State anyway. So whether it's in the Western Conference Finals or in the Finals, regardless, you're going to have to run into him. Why not put yourself in a situation where your best chance to win? I think it's Houston. I... If you make me say would you rather, I think at this point I'd rather be a sixer if I'm LeBron just because if I'm looking towards the future. But I think LeBron pulls either what I said before where he tries to get his own little team created in a destination where he chooses. And remember, let's not forget L.A., he already owns homes there. That's where everyone said he was going in the offseason. It has this history, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's, let's think about this. What are the odds LeBron James retires? Nah, zero, zero. It might sound, it might sound crazy. Zero, you're bugging. It might sound crazy. It's crazy. I know the dude just played 82 games in a row. Zero matter. Zero. An entire playoff series. Zero percent. Yo, it might make sense for him to retire and then kind of wait it out. Jordan retired. No. Nah, you're bugging out. I don't know. (laughs) We do know. I don't know. You're bugging. I think I think it might make a little sense to retire, (laughs) just for one year and then come back. Nah, nah. Why? Because he just wait till everything settles, see where the dust settles, and then make your choice the next year. Nah. The fuck? No, dude. You go to Houston. Make a plan. You're no longer part of the NBA. You could talk to whoever the fuck you want about anything. Nah. You make a stone cold, solid, locked plan for two years in the future. Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to. So glad you're not an agent. (laughs) <laughs> really, if they could bring back, if they could bring in the shooter, maybe Corver. They have Reddick there now, but like Simmons and Bead and the shooter, Pencil and LeBron, Rocco. Yeah, some capable players there. I would, I would go to the uh, yeah. If I had to choose, I'd go to the Sixers just because not only do you have capable players there, you're in the East. And if yeah, you're if I, you're I, LeBron, I think the East argument fizzles when you still have like the Celtics. Like they're gonna be that's true. But I, I mean, if, to, if it's not a guaranteed Finals appearance anymore. It's true. But if you're on the Sixers, you have a chance to be in the Finals. And if you can't beat the Celtics, if, you, if you're if you not joining a team that you think can beat the Celtics, then what's the point? Because if you're trying to beat the Warriors and you can't beat the Celtics, then that's a problem. Right? So, I, the East, the road through the East is still easier. And I think now that LeBron has kind of his legacy in, in sight, I think one thing that he really wants is just to continue this streak of straight finals appearances. I think it's important to him. It would be to me. But you want him to retire. So, what streak? Well, if he misses the playoffs next year, he's going to be retired. If he comes back, it's still going to be 10 years in a row that he played. Jordan won, won six straight championships. Shit is hot, Tim. He <laughs> technically didn't win six straight championships because he came back and they lost to the Magic. That's true. That's true. Oh, I, I, amend, I amend that statement because when he came back in the half year, he won six straight championships in full years that he played. The Rockets are ready to win a championship if they add him. They should be in the finals right now. If it wasn't for Chris Paul getting hurt. So I think that that team is ready to go. 
Dude, the 76ers lost to a team in Boston that was a plus 400 underdog to advance in the series, and they got absolutely mauled. Yeah, but you add LeBron. It's a totally different story. Of course, but don't forget, they're also going to add, like Tim said before, Tatum another year, Jalen Brown another year, and now you're going to get back Hayward and Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to face them anyway, whether it's the finals or the Warriors in the West. If you go I just west, think that Houston, I just think that Houston's a better team than Philly, and I would rather go there because you're going to have to play the Warriors anyway. So it doesn't matter if you lose to them in the Western Conference Finals or the Finals. You still got to go through them to win. I hear. I would go. I'd rather go to the Rockets too, especially if I could play with my guy. You want to play with Chris Paul? You have someone. You want to have two other players on the team that could score like at fucking will, and take over a game. He don't got to do everything for them, too, man. Harden's, Harden's going to win MVP. Could make the argument that he should be, a, this might be his third MVP campaign. And he, he don't need to do much. He'll, still, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be able to, like, play 30 minutes a night where he couldn't. You're talking about 10 minutes less a game he'll be playing, which is absurd. Imagine him on 30 minutes per game going into the playoffs. Congo coming out. <laughs> you know what's crazy man another, yet another year where we talk about all these other MVPs and by the end of it by when all said is done the best player is clearly LeBron James he should he should be the MVP every single fucking year well that's 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 a mistake that the NBA does they why not just have an award show right before the playoffs because when Damian Lillard makes all NBA first team and he had a shitty playoff series against the Pelicans and was probably the main reason that they lost, people just slander him and they forget how great of a season Damian Lillard had. Where if you just put it out right away, right after the season, since it is a regular season award, no one cares about it. No one argues it. But when you play another six weeks, eight weeks, and you're going to give the award June 20th or 21st, whenever it is, dude, the regular season ended two months ago. It's, It's dumb. Yeah, but that's just like a media ploy, though. You still have stuff to talk about in the offseason rather than just getting it buried at the end of the regular season. Yeah, for sure. No, of course, because now, now the NBA, you have that award show right after the finals, then you have the NBA draft, and then two weeks later you have NBA free agency, which is they have headlines up until like the middle of July. Yeah, that's why they do it. Of course, yeah, for sure. But it's just, it, it, it's just dumb because like what Tim said, then you realize who the best player is. I hear you. They should do like a Con Smythe too in the NBA. They do the Finals MVP. No, nah, where MVP. you do the playoff but it's usually MVP. someone in the finals, which is usually Finals MVP. Yeah, but they would have to be in the finals. That's that's a that's a fair, it's a fair criteria. But if you're doing a Con Smythe type trophy, it's LeBron. If you're doing a Finals MVP, then maybe that's not. True. All right. Well, anyway, that is our episode. Uh, Nick, where can they find you? You'll find me at The Lamb Show on Twitter, Instagram, on Twitch. Check out Degeneration Bets for your sports betting fix. We talk about how to go about betting soccer. The World Cup is next week. Big World Cup episode coming up for VMFC on Monday. And, yeah, let's rage. Tim? At Tim Petrop is the handle right on all social media outlets but only if you're feeling real 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 frisky the brodo fantasy podcast is coming at you the twins hate 
fantasy baseball analysis around the country, and they are giving a complete left turn on everything that you're reading on Yahoo and everything else, and they're right. There's no other way to put it except they're better than everybody else. Honestly, and I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. And speaking of better, yesterday, 100,000 views on Ramen. Uh, if you want to go check out that song and the whole album, it's called Tacos and Liquor by Johnny Patrop on all uh, places where you can get music. Streaming platforms. At Endevito27 on Twitter and the Gram. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Sandigato and go follow the show at Veterans Minimum. Our Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum. And our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.